Thank you so much for tuning in to the Attack and Release Show. My name's Sam Moses. I'm with my good friend, Matt Garber. And Hello. today, we would like to talk to you about Focus. F-O-C-U-S. Focus. Why it's important. Why you need to have it. And also, we might get into a little social philosophy and get Matt's thoughts on it as well. A philosopher's standpoint. It's called Beautiful. a rabbit hole. A rabbit hole. So, Matt, are you ready to unpack it? Yes. You have your suitcase today again? Nope. I never had a suitcase. I brought mine. It's briefcase today. Oh, okay. <laughs> How'd you make that click sound in the earlier episode? I just did it. <laughs> are you like snapping? It's No, it's a no. mouth noise. That's your mouth? That's my mouth. Isn't that beautiful? That's weird. I got a Do real talent. Uh, oh, shoot. I kind of did it. Oh. That was it. Okay, I know there what you're it doing. It's like the old, like, 30s gangster. Yeah, it's kind of like, like oh, I see here, huh? Yeah. Like, whatever they do. <laughs> I picture it more so like I'm trying to get a horse's attention. Oh. <laughs> I don't know any horses. <laughs> a lot of salt licks. <sighs> So, yeah. So, let's focus. Let's refocus here. Uh, Apparently, we need it as well. (laughs) That's why it's an important episode. Yes. Here we go. I'm good to roll. Great. Let's do it. Cool. So, Sam, why don't you define focus for us before we like, or at least your definition. Great. Before we proceed. Okay. Focus. Is everyone focused? Need everyone to pay attention. Put down your phones, unless you're taking notes. Stop watching TV. I wonder if people take notes. I don't know. I wouldn't. You should on this episode. I don't think I'm that interesting. You are, <laughs> you are highly fast. You are a fascinating specimen, Sam. Oh, thank you. Me, however, they just like keep pushing that like skip 15 second button. <laughs> Put it on 2x speed. <laughs> That's what happens when I'm talking. Like They're just skipping over this part. <sighs> okay. Whatever. Focus. Here we go. Focus. Here we go. So, focus. I think focus is all about paying attention to things that will help you get to the goals you want and it will help you avoid distractions that will get in the way of you achieving those goals. And I really think focus is important because to me, it is the gatekeeper to how you think about things, how you perceive things, how you solve problems, how you make choices, how you learn And when you don't have good focus, your energy is being spread all over the place. And as someone once said, where the energy flows, your attention goes. Isn't that a nice little quote? (laughs) Huh. Where your energy flows, your attention goes. So I was on board until the quote. Oh, you don't like the quote? Eh, It's a little too gummy for me. It is gummy. But you will remember it. I will. <laughs> like telling my kid in twelve years. <laughs> exactly. What am I talking about like probably like later tonight. <laughs> Doesn't pay attention for anything. He's one. There you go. <laughs> Tell him where his energy flows. <laughs> High standards. His attention goes. <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, I think it's really important to have laser focused. Great buzzword. Great phrase. Laser focused. Laser focused. Uh, I think it's great to I think have. You just like saying laser. I know. The more I say it's it, like a Doctor Evil thing. laser focus. The sharks uh, with lasers. It's very important to be laser focused because 
that is where your energy goes. And I have seen way too many people on the internets and in town try to jump on all the new fangle dangle ways to make money in the music industry via an ebook, a digital product, a course. And there's nothing wrong with creating products. But at the end of the day, you have to decide do you want to make content or do you want to make records? And I think with in that, we can get really busy by making e-courses, watching YouTube videos, trying to make digital products, trying to make sales funnels, and all that busyness is, to me, just a distraction from actually doing the work that is needed to get done so you can actually meet your goals. Hmm. So that is my opening remarks. A short little monologue to start the episode. Nice. I like the whole, do you want to create content or records? And I think, uh, I don't think it's like a, like a choose this or this. I believe you yeah. can do both. I agree. Um, and I can believe you can do both well. But at some point there also is, I mean, I mean, it kind of goes with the whole like food thing. It's like everything's good in moderation. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, don't get sucked into the whole content that you're actually not working. Right. So, but, I mean, kind of getting into, like, what I think of all of this. Yeah. um, Let's talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I completely understand the whole, like, you need the balance. And it's like, but I, I, and, and I do get it that, like, in this day and age, that content is king. In general, and it's like you ever tune into Gary V, who we've talked about several times on this, and the man just preaches content. He's like turning out four hours of content a day, and it's just like, holy crap, how does he keep up? And it's like, I have no problem with generating content. I personally have landed clients from Instagram and social, and mainly it's Instagram. Um, I mean, you've kind of gone off, and you've you've landed clients from LinkedIn, which is which is hilarious and ingenious. And it's just a place, a platform I would have never thought to look. Um, Well, with my clients, uh, for the most part, they were all really fantastic who I've landed from them and from Instagram. Um, And it's like, I'm incredibly proud to have worked with them. But I'll also say at the same time, they weren't going around and making cold calls to mastering engineers. I felt like they were mainly using the platforms um, as like a social vetting tool to essentially check out your work and who you are and like like the whole like hang factor is like a pretty big thing. And it's like me personally, I have a business rule that I don't want to do business with anyone I can't grab a beer with. Um, so I, f- I feel like they're kind of like using social as a vetting tool to vet you out like per somebody's recommendation. So it's like, so in general, kind of like summarizing that, my work in general does not come from social. It really acts more as like a resume. And it's like, are you doing work? Excellent. Um, And it's like, you have these guys with like insanely large accounts. And to a degree, you're kind of like, there's no way. It's like, I get it. It's like, you can have like, 
you can have the whole bot follower thing. There's like this weird thing going on where, like, I think I I think I posted it uh, on Instagram stories a couple months ago about how there were like all these random accounts that I was receiving content from that were not sponsored, were not hashtag followed accounts or anything, and they I was just following them, but it's nothing that I would natively follow. It's like some random girl traveling Thailand. It's like I, there's nothing about you like that I would ever want to like follow. It's like I view Instagram for me as like a business and she's not somebody I would want to solicit business to. <laughs> Sounds weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, segue. Anyway, I don't follow large accounts um, because I just kind of feel like they're either bot followers or like they're uh, like bots that are obtained through odd hashtag leveraging. Um, And it's kind of funny to a degree that like if an account blows up that I follow and it's like kind of in front of me, uh, I typically will unfollow that account just because of the likelihood that I'm going to actually have a relationship with that person anymore is getting very close to like nil because they've kind of gone off the deep end and there's no DM they're going to respond to me like like that I could possibly send. So just like whatever, I'm kind of I'm kind of done here. What's interesting is I've seen guys who have leveraged it and then they've deleted that account or they just kind of leave it and let it just kind of do whatever it's going to do and let the bots attack it and then they'll make another account like that's actually like their personal account so that like they can actually have that inter- that social interaction again, which is kind of interesting. And I've kind of been wanting to to think on that more. But I mean, content, I get it. It's king and it's like good to have a relatively up-to-date like page, pages, whatever you want to call it. Um, mainly because you don't want your last post to be from... If it's 2019, you don't want it to be from September of 20, uh, yeah, 2013. It's just like it's just not necessarily good for business because people are looking for people who are generally active and who are like doing things. I have nothing wrong with Instagram stories as it takes like less than a minute to do something, um, but it's like then you also kind of get into the people who just like. They're doing stuff, but then they kind of bitch about everything, and then they kill the vibe, and then they they're not getting that that will also kill their future work because you're essentially dragging your follower base, however many thousands of followers you have, you're like inadvertently through your complaining and your negative vibes, you're just dragging your however many thousand followers essentially through the mud. So it's just like. There's just like a lot of like disconnect. Eventually you get to posting so much content that you start posting like stuff that's like too authentic and then you show too much of yourself, not saying you shouldn't show yourself. And so it's just like a really weird, crazy circle. And it's like I post just enough to kind of stay relevant-ish in my general thing, but I don't ever post with the hope that somebody's going to find me and I'm going to be risen to this level of stardom per their, like, finding me. I just want to be able to support the current industry that I'm in. And, I mean, that's why I'm doing that. So I'm not sure if you see what I'm doing here, but I just wasted, like, 
10 minutes of this music-based <laughs> podcast not talking about music because I was too busy talking about other shit that really doesn't matter. <laughs> Bingo. So that's kind of my little rant. That Sam normally has monologues, and that's my monologue. Um, <sighs> so you want to talk about music, Sam? I'd love to talk about music. Cool. You want to tee it up? You want me to tee it up? You can tee me up. I'll tee you up with a second monologue. Perfect. So I find that the people who are working currently, um, the people who are working, the people who are making money, and the people who are making records are typically not the people wasting all their time on social. If you have the time to make an ebook, a quote-unquote, little air quotes, free course, and a air quotes, I will teach you how to master series on whatever platform, then you're obviously not working at doing what you're teaching. And those who cannot, those who can do, typically do, and those who cannot, typically consult. Mm. So, wow, that's kind of that's kind of my soapbox, and I'm. <laughs> kind of against people preaching a bunch of stuff and it's like there's no way that you can be selling an ebook a f- uh, a free course which is there there's no such thing as free and right. it's like or like I will teach you how to do this there's no way that like you're doing all of that and you're putting out like tons of records and stuff like that and actually doing the thing that you're teaching right so that's kind of my soapbox <sighs> oh, I love your soapbox I'm going to try and stand on it <laughs> I couldn't agree more uh, with you. There's definitely been a trend the last couple years of um, of the e-course, of the e-book, of the monetization, YouTube pages, create tutorials, uh, create sample packs, give away lots of free content. Uh, in hopes that someone will pay attention to you. And I think it really stems from, I mean, we talk about Gary Vee a lot. He's kind of the pioneer, and I'm sure he would say he didn't invent this either, but he wrote a whole book on it called, uh, um, <laughs> what is it, Jab, Jab, Jab? Right oh, hookers. I was crushing it. <laughs> There's a book before that, which is all about basically jabbing your consumer and then eventually doing a big ask. Um where you basically add value for free for a long time, and then it eventually creates the uh, relationship and foundation well enough to where you can finally ask that client for essentially a purchase on some level. Um, And I feel like that's an idea that was really popular a few years ago if you were able to take advantage of that. But now there's such a saturation of people putting out content that it's are kind of doing perverted. Yeah, they're doing that, and it's now become this thing of, well, let me just trick people into buying something for me for the sake of profit. And I feel like I'm at a point now. I'm 31 years young, um, so I'm not that old. But I feel like I'm at a stage now where I've been in the industry long enough. I've made money on it. It supports my life. Um, 
to where I no longer do things for profit. I'm not motivated by profit anymore because I find that to be boring. Now, and this is your full time job. Like, yeah. there isn't. You're not. You're not doing anything else on the side. There is like this is nothing this is else the only I game do currently. Correct. Yeah, it's been that way for a lot of years now. I feel like we're also very open about this. That like. This is all that you do, and I mean, I have another job, and right. I do this on the side. Exactly. So, and it's like none of us are making like any verbose claims. To no, there's no trickery here. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm waiting for the first person to call us out on not being authentic. Like, I'm genuinely excited, just being like, okay, you can like <laughs> buy a plane ticket and come and like see my weird life. <laughs> come, you're more than welcome to. Would love to. Um, yes. A, fr- a trip. But, um, refocusing here. Uh, <laughs> I've, I just feel like there's been a, a big shift and it's become really popular to make a bunch of things and focus all your energy on a lot of different things in hopes of making money, which really just distracts you from doing the work you need to do. And I feel like a lot of the big time internet monetization guys who are making money on YouTube and subscriptions and courses and um, you know they're adding value on some level and that they've helped a lot of people learn business maybe 101 or some ways to get their foot in the door in making music um, but at the same time those people are very much not making any records that matter um, mm-hmm. and I will stand behind that statement because I've watched those guys for the last few years um, and none of them really make albums anymore. Most of them never made an album that mattered to begin with. They just figured out a way to monetize, monetize, monetization, monetize, monetize. It's a hard word for go. me to say. I'm going to work on it later. Um, they figured out a way to make money off their channels and things. And I want people to hear that there's no shame coming from me at those people or at you if you do that. There's no, there's nothing wrong with it. But at the end of the day, I continually see people that are chasing the quick dollar and chasing attention and followers and subscribers. And they're spending way too much time on all of that and missing the whole point of why they wanted to do music in the first place, which was to make records. And I think at the end of the day, you just have to have the conversation with yourself and the reality check of, do I want to make music and be a part of the actual music industry that's actually making records that you hear, learning from the best, working with the best, being a part of it, supporting it, not getting into the music industry to make a quick video to make some money, not trying to join different Grammy memberships or AES to try and use that to leverage to get clients while you don't give a crap about the organizations, doing all those things to just leverage and try to create it a sales funnel or a pitch to clients is not supporting the actual music industry, in my opinion. So that's hmm. one way to do it. You know, if if you don't want to be a part of the music industry, I think we're in a very interesting time with all creative outlets and a lot of business where you have people who used to really care about the industry they were in, and now you have a lot of new people who just care about taking advantage of little opportunities they can by stealing attention on the internet. And I think Mm -hmm. long-term, 
it's going to hit the fan because I feel like we're starting to see it. I'm starting to see it because my business has actually been growing because there's been such a saturation and such poor examples of what mastering is because of people who do sponsored ads who overnight have become a mastering engineer because they got a plug-in or they got ozone. And then all the auto mastering companies that at first everybody was like, oh my gosh, it's going to put people out of business. This is like going to be it. And because those things are not great, they've really helped show people that are really great at their craft how how much value there is actually in working with someone who's a professional and expert in their field and who has the experience of working on thousands of albums. And this isn't mm-hmm. to say you have to work on thousands of albums to be good or make a living, but I think there's starting to become this divide of there's the hobbyist, attention seeker, quick, get rich quick thing on one side of the industry, and then there's the other part, and I'm going to call it the real industry because I see it in town. There's a clear divide between like the home producer who's like barely scraping by, who just undercuts everybody, offers every service possible to pay rent, and they may even be happy. And that's what I want people to hear is like, if this is you and you do 20 different things and you love your life and you're super happy, then that's great. Like, keep doing that. But the majority of people I meet, once we have a conversation and I really ask them, like, so what do you want to do? They're like, oh, I just, I would love to have a studio and make, you know, records with indie bands. And it's like, well, you can do that. And I believe you can do that. But you probably need to stop, you know, wasting your time on, you know, YouTube tutorials trying to tell people how to make a kick drum sound good in a dance song when there is one million of those videos out there already. Like, Let's leave all that behind, and why don't we focus on finding an indie band that you love that you could add value to and mm-hmm. start working with them like at their house or at your house or apartment and building that relationship so you can have a long-term client that will actually make your career sustainable. And I think that's the main thing with focus. When we're talking about focus, I think that focus helps create sustainability. And when I feel like I looked, looking, you know, when I was prepping for this episode, thinking about it, my focus five years ago and 10 years ago was all over the place. Like I couldn't sit still. Like I thought multitasking was a thing. I feel like science has really shown, at least from what I've read, like multitasking is not actually doable because your brain can pretty much do one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, And that those that actually do one thing at a time are way more effective, way more focused, way more efficient. And I've noticed that in my life, and it's something I practice. It's a mantra I say every day, which is do one thing at a time. There is no urgency and trust in the provision and time that I have today. Like that is just burnt into my morning routine. And I found it to change my life because my focus of when I work now is so sharp and clear that I only need to work about five hours a day. And if I'm really honest with myself, I'm really only super effective for about five hours a day with music. Now I can work more than that. Like I could work all day and probably do more work. But I think the big thing with focus is looking even just outside of music is I also like hanging out with my wife. I like my dog. I like my friends. I like to travel. 
So I like to do all those things. And if I'm working all day long, it doesn't allow me to do that. And if I do work all day long, I am usually get done and I'm tired. Like so many people I know, they do 10, 12-hour days. I'll meet them at night or something randomly or like have them over. They come over. They're like a zombie. It's like, mm. are you even here? No, mm. you know, they're thinking about the snare drum that they've been fighting for the last four hours on a mix. Like, So I think, you know, I think it's, you know, one, it's about the type of lifestyle you want to live and the type of, you know, career you want to have. Do you want to be a content creator? Do you want to have to maintain creating videos, courses, all those things, maintaining all of that maintenance? Or do you want to create relationships with clients? Do you want to maintain relationships with clients and build something sustainable long-term that is exactly what you want to do as opposed to doing 20 other things that somewhat funds the thing you actually want to do? And I think that's become the big distraction is at the end of the day, there is lots of money or was or is in subscription-based monetization, YouTube, tutorials, e-courses, e-books, making digital products for basically free, putting them up, paying a few hundred dollars to drive ads to it, and making you know 10 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand, or more. That is a real thing. I'm not some old guy who's like, that's a scam, or it doesn't exist. Like, <laughs> It's real. I know people who have done it. But at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself like, and I think you'll probably agree with this and talk about it too, Matt, is like the legacy you're leaving. Like, mm-hmm. do you want, when you go to bed, when I go to bed and when I talk to people, I tell them I make albums every day and I love it and I'm getting better at it and I'm learning and I'm growing. Or if I pick the other route, it's actually I spend my time <clears> making <throat> YouTube courses, responding to comments, making Instagram stories, talking on forums. That's a totally different career, if you want to call that even, I guess, a career. And I think it's just gotten... You're a YouTuber. Yeah, you're a YouTuber, which is a thing, and that's fine. Like, It's not, yeah, it's not not bad, but it's like, don't go, like, hiding behind, like, a veil of, like, this is what you do every day. And the big problem with this, which has been, is a problem in, like, all of business, it's just happening to spill into the creative world, is that you get guys who have made, quote-unquote, money that start yelling online that this is how you do it. This is how you make music. This is how you do a kick drum. This is how you record bands. This is how you make a digital product. This is how you make an album for $200 or less. And because anyone who says anything to them, there's this band of followers that follow people who make money who are like, yeah, but he makes so much money. And it's like, who cares? Like, (laughs) we don't... No one cares about that at the end of the day. Like, you being friends with the rich kid doesn't make you rich and successful. And I think that's what we're seeing is, like, we have a lot of people who are distracted, who are unfocused, and they're focusing all their attention on these few content creators. And this is in any industry, but the music industry is starting to have it. And because their focus is so much on these content creators that they become loyal to them, they will defend them and they just want to be them because they see money, they see quick money and they've been distracted from the actual goal they wanted. Hmm. And I feel like, you know, the quick example I was telling Matt is like, it's like my dog when I have like, I'm playing fetch with him or like I have a bone we're playing fetch with and 
he's running towards me to get the bone, and then a squirrel runs across like the yard, and my dog just all of a sudden is like, "Gotta get the squirrel! 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 squirrel. <laughs> and he runs, and I, I hear yell, "Tasty!" Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's yummy for him if he caught it ever. I don't think he ever will. He's kind of slow compared to a squirrel, but. When I yell his name or like I wave the bone in front of him, which is what he really wants, and he really wants to be with me because he's, you know, dogs are pack driven. As soon as he realizes, oh, I want the bone and I want to be with Sam, my owner, my dog dad, he just turns around and sprints right towards me, so happy. It's like a change of emotion. His tongue's out and his ears are flapping. He's so happy to see me again in this big bone I'm holding. And I think that's what I see when I talk to people who are like, yeah, I got this, I'm going to make a, a ebook and I got some, you know, some quick video tip videos. And I'm like, that's great. Like all that's helpful. I'm sure it'll help someone, but don't you want to make records? Isn't that why you moved to Nashville? Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's what I really want to do. Okay, well then let's do that. And then all of a sudden the conversation switches <laughs> where they're like, we spend four more hours talking about making records and the idea of making Instagram videos, when I bring that up at the end, I'm like, so you want to go make Instagram videos? Like, no, absolutely not. I'm like, okay, <laughs> great. But that all comes from focus. You know, it's, it's focus. So I think, you know, one of the main things I think people can take away from this is like, I get focused by writing things out, which we just, we had an episode on time is money, which is kind of on scheduling. I would refer people to that episode to listen to like how do you get focused. I think having a schedule is very important to having good focus. Like learning it early. Yeah, learning it early. But I just feel like in the amount of noise that's happening in the industry and on the internet and social media right now that it is so easy to get distracted and get busy and appear like you're super busy doing something when in reality you're denying the work that needs to be done. And for a lot of people and for myself, I was the busy guy who was always doing things online and not really working. And it's because I didn't want to face the reality that, hey, I'm not actually making enough money. Hey, I actually don't have enough clients. Hey, I actually should probably not go spend $15 on an old-fashioned. I should probably put that money towards actually buying a plug-in legally. Like, it was all those things of... I didn't want to face reality, and it's way easier to just go on your phone or make an e-course or an e-book because it really re requires next to no energy. Like you always say, Matt, I love this. You don't have any skin in the game at that point because mm -hmm. it does cost next to nothing to make a digital product. You can basically delete it if it doesn't work. It takes maybe an hour or two to put together. And you may actually make money, which is the real thing about this is you could make money. And if you do, if that's the goal is just to make money, I always tell people, like, just go into real estate. Like, real estate's so big right now in Nashville. Like, I know tons of guys who are in the music industry have left to do real estate, and they're actually way happier because at the end of the day, they just wanted to make money, which is terrific, and allow them to do the lifestyle they wanted, which self-employment, I think for a lot of people, self-employment, is appealing because it has this appeal of like freedom and money. And at the end of the day, they actually realize, oh, I didn't really even want to do music. I just want to be self-employed in general to have the lifestyle I want. So real estate provides that. But I think that's the thing is like you just have to figure out what do you really want to do with your time here on earth? What is your actual reality? And don't, um, don't 
like half ass your life just to try and make a dollar or two. Because once you make that money, I'm pretty sure it's not going to solve the original issue of purpose or fulfillment. Um, and I think, you know, as someone who was super busy and then became focused, made money, making money, it's one of those things that the more focused I get on my craft, A, the more fun I have, the better in product I offer my clients, and just the depth that comes from being really focused on a few things in your life um, is very grounding. And in a time where the atmosphere is all about urgency and, you know, there's just like, to me, there's like an atmosphere of anxiety within the world of like missing out what's going to happen. And I think part of that, you know, has spurred on this idea of let's just create a bunch of things and hopefully we can make money because I have no idea what's coming up and I can't seem to sit still. So let's just keep creating content so I don't have to face reality, which is I need to do the work on myself and I need to do the work to actually make this a business. And I think until you're willing to look at your reality within this and focus on that, you're going to always have your attention spread everywhere. You're going to have ADD and you're going to try and follow every squirrel that runs by and you're going to miss, you know, the bone that you really want to eat <laughs> at the end of the day. And mm. I want everybody <laughs> I'm going to say it. I want everybody to eat the bone. <laughs> and I want people to um I just want to see people do what they really want to do. And I feel like I continually meet people who are stuck in a rut who have you know, spread themselves way too thin and they're just exhausted. And the answer is focus, accept your reality, and know that where you're at is totally fine and it's where you need to be and that that's a great place to start, you know, actually creating the career you want and the lifestyle you want. So that is my monologue number two. Boom. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Matt? Rebuttal. Where am I wrong? No, I mean, there's so much going on from, <clears throat> I got stuck on multitasking for a little bit, and mm. then I was just, uh, I was, I was just thinking back about, like, really how impossible it is, uh, really back to when I was flying, and essentially, there are, in an old, we call them steam gauges, but in, like, the old circular, uh, you have, like, the circular gauges in the cockpit, I mean... There's what they call the six-pack. It's like the main instruments that you focus on. And there's one... There's like many different theories on like the best way to do like the scan of the six-pack. Um, but it's essentially there's one, in my opinion, that's like the most important. And it's like, let's just call it like... No, let's call it number two out of the six. Well, it's like you always... After you scan the other one, you always come back to your number two. Hmm. So it's like you go one, two, five, two, four, two, three, two, six, two, one, two, five, two, three, two. And it's like that in and of itself, like that whole principle is like you can't like multitask. It's hmm. you have to like spread your attention out throughout the... I mean, throughout the whole scan and you're never focusing on one thing. And then while doing that... You have to focus on your radios, your navigational aids, um, your RPM, which eventually you just kind of learn by ear. Like you learn like what your engine should be sounding like, huh. your oil pressure, your gas pressure, your exhaust gas temperature, 
your fuel flow, like how you're balancing it, like all the fuels in the wings. So it's like, are you managing the weight that's in the wings? And then like any GPS navigation or whatever navigation is your gyro, like is your gyroscopic compass uh, accurate to your actual magnetic compass? And it's like, there's just a lot of crap going on. And then you're scanning for traffic, doing radio calls. And so it's like, there's no way to focus on all of these things at once. So it's all about like, how do you manage all of these little things and not die? (laughs) Um, So, and then if you have any other distractions and it's, uh, I mean, there's a lot going on. I mean, so I had, I had that going through my mind about just like how insanely impossible it is to multitask. And it's like, you can't, you, you can't have all of your eggs in one basket and then claim to be, the person that you're portraying to be and then kind of touching on where you were uh, towards the end of monologue dose you were talking about essentially like at least what I was getting from it is like the sustainability Mm -hmm. of these people doing it and it's funny because it's like if you say that you have like this is how you make a studio that is worth this much money or bringing in this much money or this is how you do this for this amount of money. Like, you can do this on the cheap and stuff and you're, like, teaching all these courses or doing whatever. I mean, eventually, like, like you're not actually teaching yourself, like, a trade. That's, like, the part that, like, always gets me in the end is there's no, like, actual skill learned. Hmm besides really how to do like YouTube videos or podcasts or something like that. I mean, anyone can come back to Sam and I and be like, well, you two are putting out content. It's like, yeah, we record every Wednesday. We catch up for an hour and then we record for an hour. And then like throughout the next week we text and we post every other week. Like that to me is like insanely manageable. Right. And it's like, we're literally putting in a max of like three hours of work. Right. To like every two week, no, every yeah, three hours of work to put out one episode. Right, that's insanely manageable, and that episode only comes out once every two weeks, so we can have a backlog of episodes. So if one of us goes on vacation or if one of us gets sick, like I was sick a couple weeks ago, and we didn't record for two weeks. There was never a lack in any episode, so it's just like how we decide to do things, and it's like I said, it's insanely manageable. Um, but doing this full time, you're not necessarily learning a trade. And by teaching somebody something that you've only been doing for 10 years, I mean, by 10 years, I don't think really any craft would consider you a master craftsman or that you have like peaked in your career after 10 years. Like, I'd say you have a career going, but I mean, in general, just like if you're teaching for the majority of that career, then you're not really like practicing and you're not keeping up with like what's actually going on. You're just telling people eventually after a time an antiquated way of how to go about things and like an antiquated way of like doing things. And it's just, I don't know. It's like you have like, what is it? Like 168 hours in a week. It's like you got to plan those out. I mean, I love what you were saying about like, you have friends who like work for 12 hours a day and they just like absolutely drain themselves. And it's just like, what kind of like quality of life is that? It's like, eventually you'd like to get to a point to where you have like the quality of life to live a decent life. 
And like, yeah, you do have the whole Gary Vee thing saying like, you know what? Go find that person, work for him, eat shit, and like sleep on like the floor of whoever you can beg to let you stay there so you can learn from the best. It's like, okay, well, what happens when that doesn't work? Because once again, that's not a sustainable method. Eventually, you have to get to a point to where you are making money and like that it's like and essentially all you're doing by doing that is if that person doesn't bring you on you're just going to be name dropping them and until <laughs> until someone who is impressed like hires you but it's like that's not a way I want to go about a career either it's like I'd rather either learn a trade or teach myself a trade and perfect that and then throughout like what we're doing I'd really like to like like once I can speak competently into that I would like to be able to help people who are in my situation to make the water a touch less murky because we're like especially in mastering you're wading into pretty murky water and I mean I was out in Nashville last week and I was watching how Sam masters a song. I mean, the one thing I love about Sam is just like how different he does things. And it's just like, I was looking at his workflow. I was like, man, I don't know how the hell you do this and how you make this work, but it sounds insane. So you keep doing you. <laughs> and I'm not going to try to copy it anytime soon. So I was like, I, and the, like the guy, the guy absolutely blows my mind. So there's no doubt on why he is as good as everyone claims so thank you man i'm very proud to to be to have you as a friend so i'm proud to be your friend too but i mean just like going and like learning all these different techniques and what people do and what they don't do and i mean i i found through mastering you make very quick decisions of is this good uh or is this better or is it different Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that sam and i've spoken to um you flip on an equalizer and you think that you're going to do X, Y, and Z with it and you kind of like bypass it at the end after you're done adjusting it. And I mean, in essence, you're saying to yourself, is this good or is this better? At least that's what I do. And if I say this is, no, I'm sorry, is this is this better or is it different? And if I say it's different and it's not necessarily better, then it's like it's just a very quick yes, no. Mm-hmm. And it literally happens within a second. And it's just like through seeing like how other people do things, it's like, this will work in my thing. I'd love to integrate this. No, this won't work. And I mean, that's the whole point of all of this is to like actually like create a community and to like have a bunch of people who are focused on a single task. And that is bringing people's music to like its highest level and ultimately hopefully bringing the artist to tears because they're like so in love with like what they have created and it's like hopefully uh, delivering it beyond where they ever thought it could go, so exceeding their expectations. So, I mean, that's kind of where I am, and that's why I love this podcast, and that's why I love what we do, and I like the community that we create. And, I mean, Sam and I, we've been been asked by a couple people if we would ever be interested in doing a meetup or something like that, and some town and whatnot. And it's like, I feel like insanely humbled that people would ever, they probably want to meet Sam, but not the, <laughs> not the snarky asshole behind this microphone, but just 
like how humbling it is that like people want to get together and to meet and but like I think the most enticing thing about that is like creating a community of like-minded people and like being able to do like productive things and like kind of speak truth into like what everyone's doing or if someone has a question like no one necessarily feels ashamed for asking a question even if it's like really basic because mastering almost has no rules mm-hmm. and it's like you can put certain things in front of other things that shouldn't really go there but if it works and it creates dynamics where the dynamics were not previous then that's not necessarily a bad thing if it does sound better as opposed to different. So, I don't know. I mean, all, all of this is what I was thinking about, Sam, while, while, while you were talking. And I guess you could say I wasn't focused, but I was kind of <laughs> like, I was kind of looking towards like the future and I was looking at like how focused you do need to be when you're like doing a craft mm-hmm. and by investing yourself literally into a weekly podcast or a daily YouTube thing. It's like, well, that's cool. It's like the real people who are like freaking crushing it every day are working every single day and they're not posting all this content. And it's just at some point, the question kind of has to be asked of like, are you really doing what you say you're doing? So it's kind of like the the whole downfall of the social media thing. Right. And it's like, when you're on your deathbed, are you going to be thinking of, like, right? You know, if you, when you are on your deathbed, you are going to be thinking probably of the legacy that you're leaving. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily the angles of the rig that you did not have time to shoot. So, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I, I, I get weird on the whole social media soapbox. And there's a purpose for it. And I feel like a lot of people have lost that purpose and they just feel like they're just going to keep on, oh, if I keep on doing this, if I keep on doing that, I'm going to generate clients off of this. And it's like, right? no, you're not. You're just going to keep on taking pictures in your lonely-ass studio and the end. Right. And you're, you're not creating a sustainable method for you. Yeah. And it's like you need to interact. You need to like physically talk to people and get out there and like create this community and it's like i get it some towns are completely dead and there is no life of any music industry there it's like but it is possible right and it's like if it is not possible there then move somewhere that it is possible if it's something that you want to do i mean if you want to do it bad enough you will move and you will make a physical move to make this happen mm-hmm. so I don't know. That's kind of where I stand on it. Yeah, I think what I'm just thinking about is kind of the the revelation I had, which, once again, didn't create this at all. But I try to help people understand, like, when I started to make this work um, financially, I really only had to get, like, 10 to 15 great clients. And I know we've You've talked said about this a couple before. times, and it's such a cool, it's such a cool thing. Yeah, and it's just, I think that's, you know, when you when we talk about focus, that's what I want to talk about too. Is when I focused on doing the reverse engineering of, if I want to make X amount of dollars, I need to do X amount of projects for X amount of money, 
and this is something anyone can do who's listening, if you've never done it, just do this because it will help encourage you because you'll put it on paper and you'll see immediately like, oh, if I want to make $10,000 a month, I need to get however you want to do it. If you're a master engineer, I need to do, say, at 100 bucks a song, if you're at that, you know, 10 songs is 1000 bucks. so I need to do 10 albums a month, which sounds like a lot of work, which it is a lot of work. Um, but, you know, that's doing an album every three days. If you want to take weekends off, it's an album every day-ish. Um, and that may seem like a lot maybe for people starting out, but, like, I can do an album a day pretty, I don't want to say easily, but it's way more manageable now. Um, when I first started, I definitely wouldn't have been able to do that, but you can get to that point. And a lot of the, I'll say, guys who have done it for a long time, longevity can do that. But once you see that, then you realize, okay, if I need 10 albums a month, um, I need 10 guys who are making albums each month. Mm-hmm. Any person to me who's going to be full-time audio, who has a studio or a mixer, is definitely making one album a month. Otherwise, they're not making yeah. a living off of it, probably. So if you find 10 guys, 10 mixers, or 10 studios, um, and for me, it was finding people I actually liked, finding, you know, I like them, I like the music, and then I was really persistent on winning them over to allowing me to be part of their team um, and being their mastering engineer. And it took time, a few years, um, to develop the my core, I'll say, clients in town who are like cranking out albums and are who they're super busy and they're doing great work. And um, but I really only had to focus on finding ten to twenty people. And I have, I honestly, I probably have like hundreds of clients at this point. But I only need that core ten to twenty who's like super consistent with me, and we're like a well-oiled machine at this point with our workflow and it's a lot of fun. Um, that's all you really need. And I think that's where the distraction of what we were talking about earlier and what we've been talking about this whole episode is like, in the amount of time you spend making an ebook or a tutorial, you could be focusing on finding one of those 10 or 15 clients um, that will really sustain your career, solve the money problem that you think is the ultimate problem, which you'll learn isn't. Um, and you'll be happier because you're doing the work you actually want to do instead of creating this content, maintaining it. And the issue is once you start creating content, you're training your followers or your subscribers to just consume content, and there's no value attached to it until you do the, the, the silly ask, which is what everybody shifted into like, well, let's be transparent and honest. So like a lot of the copy that's written now is like, I'm going to give you this free course and give you this free thing. And then at the end, I will ask you to sign up for the extra mastermind class. But all the other stuff's free. And it's kind of like this, we've shifted into this weird, like, transparent of like, okay, people are getting smart. They know, like, the jab, jab, jab thing. And then you ask, but I'm going to ask you for money at some point if you want the extended content or you want, like, a a one-on-one webinar once a month. And I think with all that, like, they're they're distracting people from telling them that actually it's a lot 
easier than you think it is. You just haven't sat down for more than a day to actually focus on what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And if they can keep you distracted long enough, it's like someone who's starving for food. If you keep leaving crumbs, they'll keep following. Um, and a lot of people are in that situation with all of these is like, you train your clients to want all this. If you're a content creator, you're training your subscribers and people to want content. You're now forced to maintain that content. If you don't maintain that content, like a pack of ants, they're going to go to the next hill or something and devour yeah. that. And I've seen that happen for guys who are like, oh, I'm just exhausted. I've made tutorials for two years and I'm, I have like a following and it's working and I'm making money. And, but I just don't want to do it anymore. Like I don't. And as soon as they stop, their subscribers go somewhere else because yep. they're equally as distracted and they need that stimulant to feel like they're actually doing the work, the, you know, but they're really not. And I think that's, you know, I wish, you know, and it's something I feel like this podcast does. And I try to tell people, I try to, you know, our whole goal of this podcast, a, you know, we made this podcast not to make any money. And so far, it hasn't made any money. <laughs> so far, we're doing a pretty good so job. So far, we're just crushing it. Um, the only money that may have come is just from audiences and Matt and I finding some people that we actually really adore their work and we work with them now. But the goal of this podcast was just to help demystify and to simplify everything to help people know like, you don't need to do a million things. You just need to focus on finding 10 to 20 really good clients and then you can pretty much have the lifestyle you want. You can buy gear. You can pay for a house. You can have a wife. You can have kids. You can go on vacation. You can make more money than you ever thought you would in a salary job or compared to a salary job. And I think for a lot of people that seems so daunting and they think they got to have a hit record or they got to have a bajillion things going on, sales funnel and passive income and income properties. And there's nothing wrong with making money. There's nothing wrong with passive income. There's nothing wrong with being smart about your money and investing. I invest my money. It's not what I make a living off of, but I'm taking the money I make off music and investing it. And I think that, you know, at the end of the day, I want people who are listening to this to, to know like, if you are willing to focus for a few years, and I don't even think you have to take you know the Gary V approach, which is like eat crap, sleep on a floor, yeah, don't downgrade do your whole life, be miserable for three to five to ten years because life is long and you got time. And I would like to change the conversation and preach a different gospel, which is like you actually can enjoy the process. You don't have to hate your life while you're making a career, you know, like you don't have to hate every day in hopes of one day being able to kick it at the beach. Like that's such a waste and it's such, you're wasting years of your life if you're miserable, you know, eating shit for five years so you can eat caviar for the rest of your life. Like the the caviar is not the point of life. Like that's not... Yeah. That's not the goal. Like the process is the reward, which we've talked about. The work is the reward. Showing up each day is the reward. Building the relationships, the depth, the rootedness, that's the reward of all this work I mean, we're doing. If you love what you do, and it's like if you're doing something that you genuinely have a passion for, yeah, then generally time will fly. Right, exactly. It's like my favorite hours of the day, which are the shortest are the times that I am mastering. Yeah. And 
<clears throat> it's it's the hours that fly by, and it's like the whole thing about like eating shit. It's like there's nothing wrong with like loving the process, and if you love what you do, then you should also there should also be like an inherent love in like just adoring the uh, the innocence of what you are doing mm-hmm. and like how small it is and kind of like how precious it is because it can be effed up at any time. Right. Like one wrong move. Right. So there's like a cool thing about like starting out and it's like, it's I've said it before, it's like I'm terrible at maintaining businesses and I think the thing that makes me love mastering so much is each project is like a new puzzle. Yeah. And it's like nine times out of ten, the pieces will fit together. Sometimes you got to cut the pieces to make them fit together. <laughs> and like sometimes the pieces just don't fit together. You just got to turn the product away. But I mean, just starting out, like my favorite part about building stuff is just the utter innocence of it. Mm-hmm. And you're not doing it for the money. You're literally doing it because it's like the one thing you want to be doing like be like beyond everything else and it's literally what brings you life mm-hmm. and so candidly fuck eating shit <laughs> like if it's something you enjoy doing it's like there's no grind culture right there's none of that it's you genuinely enjoying what you're doing because you are in love with it yep and those hours and days they fly yep and you put in the time and you physically learn a trade, a craft, something that is of value to other people. That's not just posting content because that's of no value to anybody. I mean, social media goes down tomorrow. It's going to be you and a bunch of Instagram hoes like on the same boat, <laughs> which kind of sounds funny, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're going to be kind of looking for a job and you're going to be like, well... Thank goodness I have music, but I don't have clients. I had 24,000 <laughs> followers, but I have no clients. Right. So it's there's nothing wrong with eating shit. And it even shouldn't, like I said, it shouldn't even be eating shit. Right. It, you would be, if it's something you really enjoy doing, you love the process, it's something you would wake up early to do. And there is zero qualm, there is zero anything holding you back in your heart that, like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. So. I think that brings up a good point, too, that I'm just thinking about now is, like, people that jump ship from doing the work they want to do in the music industry. Say you want to be a producer, and then all of a sudden you're like, well, if I make some sample packs and I make, like, a tutorial on chord progressions on how to make a song that sounds like Zed... And those things can help people, and you may enjoy making them, but it may also show that you don't want to put in the work potentially to become an actual producer that makes money off production if you're jumping ship easily to chase a dollar. And I know there's the pushback of like, well, I do those things so I can fund the production. And there may be a season for that, I guess, and that's fine. But I just, I really feel like when I look over the last 10 years and then I look at the people in town who have really been in the industry for 20, 30 years, and I'd call that probably a career. They've sustained a lot of shifting in the industry from physical sales being incredible to dying to 
rates getting cut into a tenth and so on and so forth uh, and still maintaining and, and thriving. It's people that have really, when things get messy, they just like double down on what they're great at. They're like, we're not moving. Mm-hmm. Like we will just stand firm. And it's not a, it's not a let's go back to the old days. They've all evolved, but they've evolved in what they're, what they still are great at. And I think that, you know, the appeal for a couple of the older guys that I talked to, you know, they don't do a whole lot of social media, not because they're old, like they're on Instagram, they're on YouTube, they love YouTube. They they don't do that stuff because they'd rather spend their craft on becoming a better producer or engineer still 35 years into it. Like they're still like, how can I make a kick drum sound even better? Like how can I change my microphone positioning to make the vocal sound even better? And I think they see the value and the depth um, that it creates when you really are focused on your craft and the joy of that and they just adore it and they're not scared of you know of the ups and downs of the industry or life because that's just the way life is you know it's like you talking about like eventually social media is gonna it'll I don't know if it'll go away but it's it's gonna change and it's gonna fizzle and ads are gonna change and I know already Facebook has changed their algorithms multiple times where I have a couple of people who have online companies and like they get about one-fifth of the uh, exposure that they did two years ago and it's cut their business in like more than half. And that's going to be a lot of people who are trying to make a living off the internet as, as people get smarter, as ads get easier to write, as you know people change their algorithms you don't want to get screwed one day like you just said, Matt, of like you've got 20,000 followers who may have been helping you make some money and then if that goes away, you don't have, you actually don't have clients because you've been spending all your time creating content instead of creating albums to represent you and in your lane and sustainability. So I think, you know, I think a big I want to circle back to like the reality thing is like focus on reality. And like for some people, I had this conversation with a guy um, last week, which was like he was talking about, yeah, you know, and it's kind of the Gary Vee thing of like, you got time, you have time. Like you're, you're never, you, you know, if you're 60, you still got 30 more years. If you're 70, you got 20 more years. You got, you know, do your whole career again. If you retired at 60 and you worked for 30 years, you got another 30 years, start another career. And it's kind of one of those things, you know, he's talking about some success stories of like two chains didn't become famous till he was like 35, I think, or four after he changed his name. And there's, there's, you know, a hundred people like that who became successful, quote unquote, later in life and didn't know what they were doing. That's like one of the popular memes, I feel like, or not memes, but just on Instagram, it's like, you know, I don't quote me on this, but it's, it's the the meme of like Bill Gates didn't do this until he was that and Jeff Bezos was working at his garage and you know it's like the people who are like Drake got passed on and Katy Perry got dropped four times before or three times before she became famous and all these things kind of like these are all true stories that happen but at the end of the day the reality the guy I was talking to I was like you're actually like the reality you're in is you are behind like if you've been failing at trying to make a living off music for 15 straight years, something's not working. Yeah. Like something, if you're 35 years old now and you haven't figured out how to make basically any money, 
there's something wrong in the process, you know? Mm-hmm. And, the ho- and the encouragement is like, hopefully you've tried a lot of things and you've been smart about it and learned from it. But if we're 10 to 15 years in of failing, there's something happening either on your end and it's most likely your end of like, you haven't put in the work, you haven't put yourself in the position to succeed and you're not focused on what you really want to do. And I think that's, I don't want it to sound harsh, but it was one of the best things I feel like for me to make a shift was like looking at my reality and being like, oh, I'm actually not professional yet. I actually can't charge pro great yet because my work's not good enough. And it wasn't an insecurity. It was just like a being to like people in town where it was like, yeah, this is just definitely better, (laughs) you know, at Mm. the end of the day. And I know that's a moving target and there's some big albums that sound terrible, I think, but... It's there is a quality um, control and a quality factor that matters when you're dealing in when you're in the professional arena, um, mm-hmm. and I think you know for a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of people who are in the movement of like you have time, you have time. There's no urgency, and I preach there's no urgency, but there's also you can't ignore reality, which is like you can be focused and you can take steps to move forward or you can kind of just float around distracted and being busy all day saying, well, I've got time, I've got time and I hope this will just work out one day. And I think that, you know, I think there's this fine balance and everything's contextual as always. There's always pushback and to what I'm saying, but I think for a lot of people, they need a reality check and when you start to move into this side hustle of I'm going to create this content and if I can create this content and push people towards it then I can make some money and if I can make some money then I can pay my bills and then they forget like well now I'm not actually like you said Matt like I'm not actually getting better at mixing I'm actually not getting better at producing I'm getting better at creating content learning how to shoot video on my iPhone and learning how algorithms and SEOs work and sales funnels and it's like most of those people I feel like who get really good at that then realize, oh, I'll just repackage this and now I'm the SEO guru guy. <laughs> so now I'm just shifting into a different career, which is now I'm yeah. the guy telling people how to recreate the same thing because now I'm the expert on tutorials, sales funnels, making things on the cheap, making digital products and selling them for nothing or a few dollars and you know, guerrilla marketing. So it's all, it's all, you know, at the end of the day, it's what do you want in life? And like you said, Matt, like what legacy do you want to live or leave for the people? And just for yourself, I always go back to like, it's really important to respect yourself. And you respect yourself when you focus on things because you're listening to yourself and you're allowing your attention to go to the things that matter to you that are really important at the end of the day. And I think one of the like worst things you can do is spend years and years creating things you really don't care about. And that's what I kind of found when I worked in a corporate, or not corporate, but a salary job was like, I was in a creative area creating audio and visual things. And on paper, the job looked great, but I was creating things I just didn't care about, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was such a life-sucking experience. And that was one of my big shifts was like, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm creating things I don't care about. And the money doesn't matter anymore. And I think that's, you know, for the audience listening, it's like, 
take some time this week to really examine where you're at where you want to go, and what do you actually want to create. If you want to create tutorial videos, awesome. Become the best freaking tutorial video person ever, but own it. Like, don't don't use it to then funnel people into, like, a production company where you're like, oh, and also, I'll produce your album. Like, just yeah. pick pick a couple things, one thing, ideally, or a few things that you love, focus in on those things, and... I almost promise you will find yourself busier, more fulfilled, making more money with the clients you want in a matter of a few years. It probably won't be overnight. But just, it's like stay the course. It's it's so simple, but it's not glamorous. It's not sexy. You may lose followers. And it's one of those things where like I tell people, like I have 30, I was just looking today because I've been gaining followers. I have 30 700 followers on Instagram and they're real people and I've made a strong career and I have high interaction and I talk to people every day but I remember five years ago looking at people's Instagrams and being like well they have 10 15, 20,000 followers they must be killing it they must be swimming in clients you know and I've met a lot of those guys in town who have that who come to me and they're like, how are you doing what you're doing? And I'm like, what are you talking about? How are you doing what you're doing? You have 20,000 <laughs> well, followers. Well, I click farm out of Pakistan. Exactly, and it's that. It's, oh, well, I, I run sponsored ads and I, you know, I'm spending hours a day commenting and hashtagging things on people's pages. And, and that's kind of Gary Vee's thing is like interact with on you know on Instagram actually leave a comment spend time investing you know spend an hour a day commenting and all of that stuff can work but once again it's just like where do you want your focus to be do you want to do that or do you want to like use social media comb through it to actually find clients you like as opposed to just commenting on 100 pieces of gear and being like cool gear sounds really great i'm sure or cool gear what is that and doing that a hundred different times, yes, you're going to gain followers. Yes, you're going to gain attention, but that doesn't equal, you know, profit. It doesn't equal that you're closing. And that I think is, you know, with people, it's I tell people, it's just go after the quality in life, like quality clients, quality lifestyle choices, quality everything. The more I invest into quality, which is usually slow, like it takes a long time to get quality things because they cost more. Um, Making quality things usually takes more time, more resources overall most of the time. And the more I invest into that, the more my life just seems to expand and open up um, because there's a whole depth and richness that comes with quality that you just don't get in cheap, fast things, I've found. And I feel like I'm starting to sound like an old person, <laughs> like at 31 saying these things. And I feel like if I was 20 listening to this, I'd be like, this guy is stupid. <laughs> like, give me the slate. Yeah, every- but you know what? Give that me the dude, slate. 10 years is going to come back thumbing through these episodes and be like, oh, where is that guy? Where is it? Where oh, is it? Where I know. Is it? Yeah. I know it's here. So it's like, we'll wait for you. Right. We'll be here. I'll be here. We'll wait. Ready to help. No shame. <clears throat> Y'all, we're all on a different journey and on a different timeline, and I get that. Yeah. But I hope this episode for people helps them you know, refocus, think about what you're doing. If you want to create things, create it. You know, Please don't just create things to try and push people into a sales pitch. 
it's it it does work, but do you want to be that guy? Do you want to be known as that guy who does the sales funnels and videos and and then makes an album every couple months? Like you just have you have to make a choice of what you want in your life. And I've chosen to be a part of the real music industry that's making albums that people, you know, even if you make albums that people don't know about, you could have a cool home studio in the middle of nowhere. But as long as you're making music that you love and you're doing the things you love, then who cares? Like, <laughs> just stick with that. So that's kind of all I have to say on this topic, I think. Yeah, I'd say we've uh, we beat this horse to death. Excellent. Another dead horse. Sorry, horses. <laughs> Stacking them. <laughs> so, yeah, that's focus. No, man, it's great. Lovely. And, uh, I'm interested to see the feedback that we get from this. If this stirs any pots, if it like, I mean, I know, if it encourages people, if it discourages people. I know. I mean, the biggest thing it's like call it like Instagram. It's like if that sucker disappears overnight, and that's where you have all of your followers, like, just being bots. Yeah. I mean, and Facebook goes down. Guess what Facebook owns? You know that platform no one likes anymore? <laughs> Facebook bought Instagram right. many years ago. So, yeah. I mean, that's kind of next. Everyone's right. like, oh, Insta- oh, well, Facebook sucks. It's like, yeah, well, guess who owns Instagram? That's, <laughs> and Instagram's like the big boy right now. Right. And it's like, are you just going to be jumping platforms? Like, what, what are you going to do? Like, do you right. have a strategy for this? Do you have a backup plan? Yeah. So it's like, in terms of like sustainability, it's like we've taught ourselves a trade, a craft. Yeah. It's like you've taught yourself how to be an SEO expert, which has its merit. Right. But it's not in music. Yeah. So, yeah, I think yeah. that's, you know, I think this episode, to me, the big pushback that I've always heard is like, well, I use all those things to then create clients, to get clients. And that's fine. Like, I think that's fine. I think there's very few people who actually can do that from what I've seen over the last three to five years of observing it. You're, you will always have your outliers who are able to do things, you know, that work for them. And it's the, it's like everybody's infomercial of like, I lost a hundred pounds, you know, eating lemons. (laughs) It's like, I bet you did. You did. You're correct. You did it. Like you did. That doesn't mean it's going to work. <laughs> There's nothing in a lemon. Congratulations. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. I I see that. You did. A, how was that? <laughs> I would like to know. <laughs> you let's, look like a sour person. How'd that go? Let's talk about this. Where Dad jokes, you? puns. <laughs> and yeah, that's good. But I think that's the thing is like with this episode, like, you know, it's coming from from I used to be the content guy. I used to follow that trend because I wanted to make money. I realized that that wasn't actually what I wanted to do. And then I started focusing on what I really wanted to do, which is where the work actually came in, fell in love with the process of the work, and now I'm just ecstatic about what I do. Same. And I run into just so many people who are not that way. And it's like, I've been where you're at. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I understand. It's okay. This is normal. It's fine. Hmm. What do you want to do? What do you actually want to do? And let's focus on that. 
And I think when you start having that conversation with yourself or other people, it's contagious because people start sharing what they actually want to do in this lifetime. And most people don't want to focus all their time on being in a virtual social network, creating content, hoping for a digital like or subscribe. Like that just sounds so boring. And I don't even have to get into all the mental health issues that we have because of social media. That's clearly starting to be documented. But I feel like if Instagram went down tomorrow, everybody would go through heavy withdrawal. And then like a month from now, everybody would be like, oh, this is wonderful. (laughs) I'm not dependent. (laughs) This is lovely. I'm not dependent on people. What looks like. Yeah. Harding my photos. I no longer feel... I don't even feel like I need to take a picture of this meal. Exactly. They don't even make it look beautiful anymore. They just put trash on a plate. (laughs) Exactly. They know I'm not going to be posting. Where am I going to post it to? (sighs) Exactly. So, anyway... I sound like an, what old, a wonderful an world old man who hates be. technology. But I love technology. It's allowing us to do this podcast. But that's a wrap for me on Focus, Matt. Take us, take us home. What a wonderful world it will be. <laughs> so why don't you make that a song? Anywho, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I think we've beat this dead horse about as much as we can. So tune in next time for when we beat another dead horse. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Anywho, morning, afternoon, even, whatever you're having, have a darn good one. Thank you so much for tuning in. Sam, I imagine you got some pretty dope music queued up. It's dope. Perfect. It's called called Dope Step. (laughs) Gosh. Bye. Bye. Just cue it. (laughs) Cue it.